Good morning. Good morning. This is Brenda Eshen Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And, you know, I say back like here I am again, I'm popping up. I said to my friend the other day, I pop up like a bad penny. She said, like a lucky coin. (laughs) Doesn't matter, lucky, bad, good, right, wrong. I'm popping up again and again and again, just like the new day pops up, pops up. You go to sleep, it's dark. You think the day's finished, it's over. Take a breath, take a bath, whatever we do, maybe sit. Somehow there's a feeling of an ending, a pause, the great pause. That's a really incredible, incredible moment, the great pause. We all, of course, we never pause, and life doesn't pause either. The, the night comes, and then we open our eyes, and the morning has popped up. The light is coming in through the window. The, the sky is beautiful. Today it's very beautiful. Sun is shining. Now, there was a pause or a seeming pause when we went to sleep. We think, well, that was a pause. I wasn't here. Right? I was dreaming or I was sleeping. And, but my life pops up again. I pop up again. <laughs> the morning comes again. The wheel of time goes around and around inexorably. It does not stop. It cannot stop. It will not stop. It doesn't pause. It doesn't pause for a (laughs) do-over. We can't go back to another era and redo it, although so many times we want to. And we cannot go forward either into the future and live that now. We're right here in this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Another morning of Zen wisdom for your everyday life. You know, that is the wisdom itself. Life is giving us the teaching, the wisdom, minute by minute, everywhere you look. Everywhere you look. But we don't look. (laughs) We go, oh no, it's another day. Oh no, what do I have to do? Let me get my to-do list. Uh Uh-oh, what's going to happen now? We go into our fantasy. We go into our mind. Well, will this day be as good as the other one, the last one? Or what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. I'm afraid of the day. So many of us are afraid of what's coming next, even the next moment in our very day, the next moment in our relationship. So, so the wheel of time it can be a very, very relentless and even ruthless experience for most of us, whether we're aware of it or not. There goes the wheel of time turning, and we are, it feels as if we are on it. We're turning with it. Can't get off. We're alive. While we're alive, we cannot get off. We are being turned by the wheel of time. Not that we're turning it. It's just turning, and we're on it. And so there can be a sense of helplessness in the face of this life. Inevitability, that's scary. Inevitably, one of these days, I'll be finished. And for me, the wheel of time will be finished for me. I'll be off. I'll be gone. And of course, this fear is very prevalent now for all of us. Well, this, I would say this awareness is prevalent, especially with the pandemic. It comes, it goes. We wonder who's next. It's a very frightening thought, but also it's a very deep expression of what's in our consciousness. 
with or without the pandemic, who's next? What's happening? What? Where is the wheel of time taking me? And in a sense, this is one of the great battles we have in life. But we battle time. We're not going to let that wheel of time turn us around. Oh, no. So we're going to stay young forever. Some of us feel that way. Going to keep exercising, take collagen, whatever people do to, to look and feel young, 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 going, going, going. Not that there's anything wrong with exercising, of course not, or collagen, of course not. But it's part of but when it's used as a fight against time, a battle against aging, when it's when it's thought of and used in that way, then it becomes a problem. Then it becomes a source of anxiety. Then it becomes a weapon, us against time. Some of us, there's a group that feels, well, we're all immortal. Nobody dies at all. The immortalists, the rebirthers, and there's a great beauty in their thought as well. All these different thoughts. But how do we actually confront? See, Zen is about the actuality of our lives. The day by day, moment by moment experiences and truth that we find during our, our stay here on the Wheel of Time. And it's a very, very interesting because as we go into deep zazen, or even not so deep zazen, you just as we sit down on the cushion, what are we doing, really? <clears throat> We're doing something magical. We're doing something fantastic and mysterious. We're entering the great pause. That's always how I felt when I remember for years and years <clears throat> I would go to the same Zendo. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. I was attached to it, all that stuff. It was a very ancient Japanese Zendo, probably just the way it used to be in the old days. But very, very, very beautiful space. And every time I went into the front door, I would breathe and say, oh, I can live again now. For years, that thought came to me, and a deep breath. I can live again now. Now, that was a call on for sure that life itself was giving me. Well, how come I can live there and not anywhere else? That didn't make sense. But it's a call on. I would even get on the highway. <laughs> I, for, a little, for a bunch of years, I lived near the Zendo. Then I lived out on Long Island. And I came, came in every morning, 6 in the morning, came rushing in or came in during rush hour, came rushing, rushing on the wheel of time to get there so I could pause, <laughs> take a deep pause. Step off the wheel of time. I always did feel that I stepped off the wheel of time in the Zendo. And I didn't think of it that way at that time. I just knew I had to get there. I had to get there. Because taking that pause made all the rest of my life, of the day, of the month, so rich and meaningful, meaningful. I could go, oh, okay. I didn't feel so whooshed away by the stream of events, of time, of people, I went and I took that deep pause. You sit on the cushion, and yes, you're breathing. Yes, the moments on the clock, so-called, are ticking by. In fact, time is very much appreciated and valued in the Zendo, very much honored. It's an amazing contradiction. If you come a minute after closing date time at that place, you just don't get in. There 
The doors were open from one point to another point. And when the time came to close, they closed. You couldn't open it up. Even if you were five minutes late, you could not get in. <clears throat> when the time came to ring the gong, the gong sounded. Beautiful sound. When the time came to sit, you sat. <laughs> A bell would ring, you would sit. You could call the Jiki Jitsu, who was the head monk or the one who ran that sitting, the timekeeper also. Very, very important part of his job was to ring the bell at just the right moment. So time was very precious and very important and highly attended to. And yet, the fascinating contradiction was within that situation, there was no time at all. It was totally timeless. You entered timelessness. You know, Zen is based upon all kinds of contradictions and paradoxes, and that's another word for koans. So that's another one. When we sit on the cushion, watching your breath, or just sitting with shikantaza, many different ways of sitting, it's not that we were disregarding time or change or mo movement. It's that it disregarded us. We went to another place. We went into a pause. We went into ourselves. We were sitting still. We weren't moving, weren't thinking, weren't talking, weren't reaching for something that we had to get in time. We didn't have a particular goal. Maybe some of us have had a goal, but I've got to be enlightened or something like that, something silly like that. But the more you sit and sit, these so-called fabricated goals disappear. You don't need them. They don't need you. You're in the middle of the great pause, which means you're in the middle of your true self. You're in the middle of something very beautiful, something that doesn't push you around, that doesn't force you to do this or that, that doesn't impede you that supports every breath you take, and that actually offers you every breath you take. And you sit there with others, and the others who are sitting with you are doing exactly the same thing, so it makes that activity even stronger and stronger, and you feel the presence all over the place of that activity. And that, only that activity, nothing else, not a hundred different activities, just all together one activity entered into so deeply. And that itself, I was going to say, defeats time. It's funny I would use that word. But it actually does, and it actually brushes away the helter-skelter of time in our lives the helter-skelter activities, the rushing, the pushing, the grabbing, the moaning that we do day by day. That's how we, many of us, including me, spend much of our lives and our time. Mm. And when you stop that, or when you just sit so deeply with yourself and with others day after day, week after week, year after year, this is a process. It's not an overnight one, two, three. Again, we've been going back to time. You know, we want everything quickly. Give it to me now, right now. I want this right now. Well, there's nothing to want. It's what you are. It's an activity you do. It's a state of mind that you enter into and share, share, 
share with others because when time ends, sharing begins. That's a very beautiful, beautiful aspect of this. We really can't share with others when we're being pushed around by time. We cannot. We're too busy trying to get what we need, be better than someone, win the race. Time is viewed as a race. In the Zazen practice, all of that goes away. It just goes away. It's not a race. We're not going anywhere. We can't move. In fact, we don't move until we hear the bell again, indicating, okay, now is the time to bow and get up. Then comes the time to walk slowly, mindfully. Then comes the time to sit down again. Very few activities, very natural activities, very simple activities, and yet we put our whole self right there. We're not somewhere else. We're right there. And we're not figuring what's going to be next, what's going to happen. What we do, the mind, I'm not saying that when we're practicing that the mind does not come up and it costs us, that the wheel of time, I like to call the mind the wheel of time now. I think that's a wonderful way to think of it. It does, of course it costs us when we're in the Zendo too, naturally while we're sitting we're sitting on the cushion and, and the wheel of time comes. How long is this going to last? When are they going to ring the bell? <laughs> when will they ring the bell? When will this be over? That's a very interesting cry that we have in all of our life, in our relationships and our suffering. When will this be over? Again, time, time, time. But even though we are accosted in our practice by these normal thoughts and feelings and the wheel of time runs and runs. We don't respond to it. We don't let it live us in the Zendo. We are taking charge of our own time and we're using it not according to these waves, but according to our practice. We don't move, even though it might say, go, 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 go. We sit still and watch it. We see it. We don't pay attention to it. We don't give credence to that. This is a place, a time of the great pause, of timelessness, meaning that that wheel of time isn't going to push us around and around anymore. We're sitting down, we're not moving, we're taking our time in the midst of it. Wow. Wow. And then we can live again. Life is time. Do you take your time? It's your time. Do you take your life? It's your life. Take it. Take it back from the wheel of time. That's what we really do in the Zendo. We're taking it back from the wheel of time that pushes, pushes, shoves. The compulsions, the addictions, the great disturbances... I remember the very first time, oh, it's almost time, <laughs> almost time for the, for the podcast to be over. See how, how much time rules us, my goodness. But I wanted to say that the first time I saw my teacher, Ada Roshi, many, many, many years ago, many years ago, I went in and he was just sitting there, just sitting. Really, I never, I'll never forget that moment I was so bowled over. 
so immovable, but so profound, so alive, just sitting deeply, not looking at me, not looking at anyone, just just zazen, with one's whole heart and soul. That is really, really a powerful, beautiful moment to see something, to be in the presence. Because I don't mean just see it with my eyes. I mean be in the presence of that. Changed my whole life that very moment. It was like, oh, stepped out of time. So this week, let's just be cognizant of that great pause. Let's take it. Even if it's not on the cushion. Rushing, rushing, rushing. Take a moment. Take your time back. Take a pause. Just be be with yourself. Be with the world. Be with the sky. Claim your life. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate hearing from you. To my um, email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And I will tell you more soon. We're opening, I'm opening a little Zendo called the New Moon Zendo. It's part of the Gateless Zendo, which before the pandemic we used to have rolling a little bit. Now we're going to roll this more on Zoom. And there'll be all kinds of offerings, talks, maybe Zen workshops, intros. And of course we have regular weekly sittings and we'll have soon a retreat, a session for Rohatsu session. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and have a really timeless day. Bye-bye.